Blog Talk Radio. by a storm here in the nation's capital. We haven't had it as bad as Boston has. But, uh, this is a big one here. And uh, folks want to talk to me, have a question or comment, um, 
Feel free to call in. Uh, call in the number is 760-542-4345 and press 1 to get into the call queue. And I see I have some people already calling in, so let me check in with these folks. Hey there, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, what's going on? Well, I just was really, I've I've never uh, uh, been on your show, I don't think, and I was really um, very interested in Vedic astrology and uh, just wanted to see if, you know, learn more about it and maybe get some insight. I don't know if you're doing that, but yeah. Right, right. Okay, and um, have you ever had your... Your your Vedic chart done? No. Okay. So um, I do both Western and Vedic uh, systems, and I like I like um, starting out when I'm doing a reading. When when I do a session with somebody, which lasts like an hour, um, and there's information on my website, randygoldberg.org or astrodc.com. Um, I usually start out with the Western charts, which is kind of more psychological and personality typing and stuff like that. And the Vedic chart is uh, a bit more karmic and predictive. It's an uh, older system that's uh, kind of more black and white. Um, it planet, planets are either benefic or malefic and... Um, yeah, it's kind of just a different perspective. And, and it's interesting because some people's charts will change a lot and some people won't change that much. The The main technical difference is um, basically kind of a uh, the way that the houses are drawn up. There's tropical and sidereal and um, Vedic uses sidereal so they have a fixed point in the star in the in the sky, and the western system tropical follows the seasons and over the last uh two thousand years that's drifted and um so when you're looking at the two charts, the main difference will be that twenty three degrees um Basically, the chart goes back 23 degrees. So for some people's charts, if they have most of their planets late in the house after 23 degrees, then it they they may not have that much that shifts in the chart. And um, for some people, a lot shifts. And, and, you know, I had been studying astrology for many years, Western astrology, before I was exposed to, to Zedek and you know, I was very identified with my chart, and I was like, "Wait, well, you know, this explains me so well. How how are you going to be able to show me this different chart and say it explains me?" But um, I was really surprised that it did, and it it tends to be like that. It's just sort of it's a different angle, and um, yeah, it's just a different perspective and a different lens. And uh, studying Vedic astrology is quite quite a difficult process and there's a lot of ancient um, antiquated language and stuff you have to weed through and different um, sort of dogmatic notions and they'll, they'll say all kinds of really strange things in the text like uh, they have this combination the person um, will have a wife with a big buttocks and the ears of their cow will fall off and to remedy this, they should distribute yogurt on Thursdays. Uh, it's just like, okay, <laughs> how do you translate that? Modern times. Yeah, there's just all kinds of bizarre stuff in the Indian system, but um, it's it's powerful. It's very predictive, and I've um, I've used it. I, I was just interviewed by Washington Post last week, and. Um, Taylor Swift had made a comment um, 
to the media that they're planning the Grammys right in the middle of uh, Mercury retrograde. And um, so the journalist called me up and said, what the heck is Mercury retrograde? And so I got those other paragraph quotes uh, in the Washington Post where I was explaining what it was. And that's the second time I've actually been interviewed by the Post. But uh, anyhow, so yeah, that's some of the main differences between Vedic and Western. And um, I do my readings from a Jungian perspective that everything, these are all archetypal energies and they can all express positively and negatively and how much consciousness is pumped into the chart and um, all the, the different difficulties are growing and learning opportunities and our wound is our gift and yeah, all the different um, yeah, finding finding the meaning in the more challenging aspects of life and that kind of thing. So um um so let me come back to you because there's some other people who have called in and uh, um, go ahead and and uh, stay in the queue. And let's, is there anything you want to say to any of that stuff I was just talking about? Oh, I, I was generally familiar with uh, Vedic astrology, and I've had a pretty in-depth Western chart done, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't know if there was a, like a any any aspect could be a very uh, brief reading for me. Um, I've never had one done, but I've generally well, uh, studied. I'll, I'll stay in the queue and we'll see, depending on how many people call in and different things. So hang on there. And I spent two years in Calcutta studying Vedic astrology, and you you need to, uh, it takes years of uh, first studying yoga, philosophy, and Sanskrit, and uh, there's just so many layers and such complicated stuff. But uh, we got someone else who called in, and uh, hi there, I'm on mic with you. How are you doing tonight? Oh, hello? Yeah, hi. Hi. How's it going? Yeah, yeah I've, I've had my um, Western chart done before. Um, I wouldn't mind having, the, is it the Vedic? Done. Okay. Um, and um, what's what's going on with you? What's, what are you? What's going on with me? Oh, geez, I'm everything, uh, career, where I'm going to live, just kind of like at a transition point, I would think. Um, yeah, well, a transition point can be a good time. All right, um, so I don't usually do this, but what the heck. Um, okay. Go ahead and uh, uh, um, so do you know your birth time? Because we yes. need your place. And, uh, okay, do you, need, do you need the date? Yeah, date, time, and Okay, so it would be 10-25-1967, and then 6.30 a.m. 67, yes, a.m. Yeah. in Corona, C-O-R-O-N-A, California. C-O-R-N-A. O-N-A. O-O-N-A. C-O-R... O N O N A. Okay, Corona. Corona. Yeah. the beer, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. So, so you, you were born in October? Yes. And so um, you said 6.30 a.m.? Yes. You know, if you're induced, as a child when you're born, it doesn't matter if you were um, induced or not. <laughs> I've always wondered that. No, is, not at all. Is that, uh, it, okay, it, I just uh, so silly question. It's all about when you show up. So Gotcha. 
Um, it doesn't matter uh, if you have yeah. a three-hour labor or... Got it. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Three Thank you. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> means... Okay. Uh, all right. So... Um, um, so you know your Western charts? Yes, I do. Okay, um, so in the Western chart, you're Scorpio? Um, yeah. Right, okay. All right. So, take this in as a different perspective right. from the latest perspective. If um, they had to pick one word to describe you, they would yeah. say that you are a Libra more than yeah. anything else. Because that's my, that's my rising sign. It is my rising yeah. sign. My, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the Vedic, it's not just your rising sign. It is also your sun sign, and uh, it's where you you have your Mercury, right. and you have your south node. So you have a lot of Libra, oh. and yeah. the Mercury, your mind, and the core of your being, the sun, um, and south node, all and the rising sign, all in Libra now. If you just had the rising sign, um, they would still say that you were more Libra than anything. Right. Because in the Vedic system, the the rising sign is called the Lagna. The first house is the foundation of the, the chart. Yeah. And, um, wow, you have an amazing chart. You're an old you soul. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow, 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 wow. Okay. Um, ooh, hey, you have a great chart. You're a really lucky person, and you're very. <laughs> this is an extremely mystical and spiritual chart. Um. Okay. So um. So anyway, let me talk about your first house because that is the cornerstone. That is the whole foundation of the chart. There's pact. Um, you have Sun and Mercury together. So that's like having the king and the minister together. It's a great combination. Um, it's a Raj Yoga, and the sun isn't close enough to the Mercury that it's combust. When when the sun gets very close to planets in the Vedic system, um, they say that, that, that the sun is so hot and powerful it will burn out planets. So um, still you can be hot-headed, and um, yeah. although... You know, so um, you, you've got all this Libra. So you're a super sweet person. You're uh, artistic, really nice. You like harmony. You hate injustice. You want things to be fair and people to be treated nicely. You hate it when people fight. But, um, so, you know, very social and um, all those sweet Libra qualities. And... Um, but having the sun and Mercury is, is a really strong combination. The, when the, the, the when the king has his minister, um, then he's well informed and uh, gives you a very sharp and powerful mind. The rays of the sun beam through the 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 magnifying glass of the of Mercury of the intellect, and the, your your Mercury is retrograde. Also, your Saturn is retrograde. Um, and in the Indian system, a retrograde planet is more powerful than a um, a normal planet. But often there's delay. And particularly with Mercury retrograde, often there can be delays in education. So did you, did you go straight through college or did you take some time? Mm-mm. No, I just, I, I I probably should have. I just ended up being a hair, like just a hairdresser. <laughs> and yeah. But, but um, as you, as you, your life has progressed, your interests have changed, and you've had different yeah. times. Yeah. 
different focus mm-hmm. of your mind and uh, been learning different things. Um, mm-hmm. This, um, so you have Sun and Mercury, but together with the South Node. So the nodes of the Moon are another thing that's very different in Western astrology mm-hmm. than oh. in uh, the Western system. So in uh, Jyotish, the nodes of the Moon was this Naga snake demon that has his head cut off and. Mm-hmm. So there's the head that floats without a body that's restless, and you have that in the seventh house, the house of relationships. And then there's the head, there's the body without the head that the south node is called K2. So you have K2 with the, the sun and Mercury. So K2 is, part of the symbolism is you have to lose your head to get liberated. It's a very spiritual signifier. But both... Um, the nodes of the moon, they're invisible points on the, it, it's, it's where the the moon and the earth's elliptic meet, and, you know, so they're not physical planets, and so they're, they're mysterious, they're invisible, they create problems, they create difficulties, and um, so with K2, K2 is very mystical, he feels like he's not part of this earth, you know, stop the world, I want to get off, I was dropped here by aliens, uh, mm-hmm. my soul belongs in a deeper place than this superficial mm-hmm. classic world that is, you know, you see through the temporary and uh, superficiality of normal people in society and different things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in touch with that deep longing and and that creates uh, a mystical longing. <clears throat> And um, you also have your moon in the ninth house, which is just fantastic. Uh, ninth house is the house of Dharma, and the moon is a very sensitive spot, so it's great to have your moon in that place. Uh, That's Sagittarius? Learning. Um, now, in, in the Vedic chart, uh, it's actually in Gemini, but it's more important that it's the ninth house. It's the house of Dharma. Oh, so it's, it's, um, oh, it's, okay. I have the moon and Gemini. Okay. okay. Yeah, but um, the sign is less important. It's not. I mean, it just makes your mind a little bit more curious. And but um, yeah, you know, you, you have a great longing for learning and knowledge. And but it's it you have an intuitive connection to God. You, have, you know, the moon yeah. is that intuitive thing, and this is the house of. Um, the higher dimensions, and right. you, you you have the main line. Um, you know, you can just hook up when you want and um, sink into your heart, yeah. and you're connected, and so that's a great gift. Yeah. And um, you do have uh, some heartache that's there. Um, since you have Rahu, you have the head without the body, which is kind of a hungry ghost. It can't ground. It's eternally seeking. It's never satisfied with what it's got. And so you have that in the seventh house. So relationships can yeah. uh, be difficult, and yeah. um, there's some lessons to learn there. Oh, that's uh, for sure. What's the lesson? Right? What's the lesson? <laughs> well, um, the lesson I have is that you're always going to be restless. So. Don't be oh, too much be professional that the person isn't the right person. That um, With you, you want a person who's going to stimulate you intellectually. You need that mercury. You need yeah. you need a strong um, connection yeah. uh, and have a partner that will help you grow and to learn and that kind of thing. So that's, yeah. that's the, one of the main lessons. Um, that's true. Uh, another... You have Saturn, and it's retrograde in the sixth house. And sixth house is also a very different meaning in Vedic astrology. It's the house of enemies. And um, Mm. so you're someone... So Saturn is kind of a nasty planet, and it's good to have it in in the sixth house because then you're able to fight. um, So have you had people that uh, in your life, you know... Or backbiting and uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, but um, they don't defeat you. You're you're no. able to uh, to handle that without. Uh, is that karma or what is that? Is that karma? Yeah. Around, it's, it's karma. Did I do that? I did, did really I do that to them before? For some for some people, uh, you know. So in in the Vedic chart, I mean, there's twelve main areas of life. So it's it's like one of the twelve. I mean, different people yeah. will have that in various degrees. And we we have enemies in order to learn not to be freaked out by them. And when, okay. When when we can just laugh it off and not give them energy and attention. And, sure. Oh and, God, and that's You don't have to worry thing. about it because you're you're good at dealing with them. So well, I don't know about that. That, that Saturn, that Saturn is uh, um, uh, a strong energy for yeah for doing that. And um, mm. and then you mm. know um, another great thing you have. You have Venus and Jupiter together. Um, the Vedic, uh, Sanskrit word for Jupiter is guru. Jupiter mm. gets blessing with Venus. And uh, it's in, uh, and this this is a different um, understanding of the houses in Western astrology also. 11th house yeah. is the house of Venus. 12th house is the house of loss. You have Jupiter and Venus. And that's a Raj Yoga. It's a powerful combination. Um, it elevates the Venus. Venus can lead to illicit uh, love affairs and drugs, and you know you can. But Jupiter elevates things, so um, this is another kind of spiritual aspect. You have it, Jupiter and Venus in the house of gain. So even though there's restlessness in relationships and maybe they don't last and different things, you gain from relationships and you learn, and they're blessing. Mm-hmm. And um, um, now this and is the house twelve. This is house twelve. You uh, said eleven. Eleven house. Oh, eleven. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and um, you uh, you have Mars in the third house, which is uh, is also a good. Mars is kind of a, a fighting house, and to have a third house is kind of a fighting house. It's a house of courage and battle and different things. Oh, good. Warrior energy and you have yeah, Mars I do. But it's also kind of a goddess aspect. Um, so you, you, um, you, you know, it's you mentioned something about like being hairdressing and stuff. You're, you're, you're meant to be connected somehow to beauty and creating yeah. beauty, uh, yeah, things like that. Also embodying some of this goddess energy and. Oh. So um, things are difficult to you financially, but spiritually, wow, you have an amazing chart. So whatever is difficult yeah, I, to you. Yeah. That could only pay the bills, but I guess it could. Yeah. 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 What but, about what uh, house? Is, what house is career? What What's the career house? Uh, tenth house is career, and you don't have much going on, so you know you weren't meant to. <laughs> Be a CEO or this or that. You're meant to focus <laughs> on spiritual stuff. Keep oh, yeah. learning, keep, keep growing, and um, that's uh, and it's intuitive. So you could yeah. do astrology, you could do tarot cards, yeah. you could do whatever you want because yeah. you have a great spiritual gift and bring um, yeah. other people. Oh. And it's just, Thank it's you. Just a, it's a great chart. Um, great. Sounds the, better than my Western one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have too much water, and, too much water in my western, so my emotions can get, you know, get the best of me, and that's what I have to learn is to overcome. Well, you know. um, with this chart, um, you know, just focus on the spiritual stuff and okay. uh, I have, you know, uh, it's yeah. going to be important to you to meditate and to right. hang out in places where there's group meditations and different spiritual yeah. teachers. And you're True. You know, you're going to take off once you get oh. the right teacher and really start practicing in a deep way. That sounds and great. right now you're in this kind of mystical phase because you're in a south node K2 phase. Um, it started in 2011 is when you had a shift. And oh. that lasts all the way till 2018. Okay. And um, in 2018 you're going to have another uh, big shift and that's when relationships uh, will be more emphasized, but now you're meant to be learning stuff of the soul and to be focusing oh. on uh, your inner life and um, yeah, 
So is it, um, are you married? Because it looks like they No, I have never been married. Forty, forty-seven. So you're, you're looking looks, about fifty. Looks like the the Rahu with Dokis staying right. in a relationship, but you have this Venus Jupiter that you you have a good luck getting into relationships, just not yeah. staying in them. And uh, <laughs> anyway, and the thing is, most of the guys probably aren't deep enough uh, for you because. Yeah. You have a lot of depth, but it's very intuitive. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Trying to find somebody, yeah, somewhere with, you know. Yeah, that's, well, right. Just have to go to, you know, like meetup groups, whatnot. So, yeah, and yeah. go to spiritual ones. Go to ones where it's exactly. about personal growth and, you know, For psychology, sure. philosophy, deeper things. Yeah, people who, exactly. Who have, have values, holistic values and stuff that. But, uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So, All right. Great. Well, um, well, that's right on the. That's wonderful uh, to hear about all the, um, you know, the other charts. It's, um, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. Kind of nice. It's comforting. <laughs> Thank you. Good. 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 Great. And all right, um, the, um, you have uh, a, um, uh, like it's um. A guiding star, a pole star. Everybody will have a particular one. And the one you have is called the uh, Vastu. And so this also just sort of gives a uh, general influence to your chart. And, How do you um, spell that? You spell it. P-U-N-A-R, Punar, uh-huh. then B-A-S-S-U. Punar, Boss. P-U-N-A-R-B-A-S-U. So the meaning of this, they're called Nakshatra, and the one you have has a connection Gemini and Cancer and uh, got a Jupiter and Mercury influence and yeah. so it, it produces uh, great uh, wisdom and a strong intellect um, can um, it's kind of a goddess energy mm. and um, the uh, symbol is the cat reflect sensitivity and need for independence and um, there's also the symbol of a jewel or a ray of light or a gem and um, blessing and protection uh, and it's uh, um, the star of renewal and purification of self Return to the light, and uh, yeah. So um, yeah, you you definitely uh, you know. There's a lot of people's charts that uh, that have a lot more difficult things in them. So yeah, you're you're really lucky to have a chart like that. Good. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Thank okay. And did you have any questions? No, I think that's that. Yeah, you covered a lot. Gave me a lot of information. Right. Thank, yeah. Thank you. Okay, great. Well, um, have a good evening. Good talking with okay. you. And uh, let's see, there was the first person. Um, looks like you're no longer in the queue. So if you want to talk to me, uh, just press 1 after you've called the uh, 760 Five four two four three four five, and looking at today's chart, uh, there's a lot in Pisces. We've had been having a lot in Pisces, but uh, we have Venus and Mars together in Pisces, just two degrees apart. Um, so they're, when those two energies can integrate, that can be a spectacular 
time in relationships, but if they clash, it's like the, the masculine and feminine side of love. And uh, when they harmonize, it's fireworks. And when they clash, it's war, battle of the sexes, and um, just the um, softer and harder side of love pulling at each other. And uh, then um, the moon and Mercury are also together today uh, by one degree in Aquarius. An Aquarius moon will often feel cold and distant and um, together with with the Mercury and there can be a pull between the head part and when they harmonize then that can be a great intuition particularly in Aquarius that can be uh, thinking about futuristic things and tuned in to things that um, are ahead of their time and uh, the um, let's see, and Saturn is aspecting and six styling the Mercury and Moon, so uh, it can be depressing and isolating and lonely for some going through that, um, and. Uh, one can feel kind of boxed in and uh, cut off from the more feminine side of one's nature. And the moon can also represent that. Um, yeah, a lot of Pisces and Aquarius right now. Um, and... Uh, Give out the number again is uh, 760-542-4345, and feel free to um, call in and uh, press 1 to get in the call queue. Um, let's take a music break. This is Joshna
that was Joshna, um, J-Y-O-S-H-N-A, New Zealand, um, Bajan and Kirtan singer, um, and, uh, you can find her music at innersong.com, she's an amazing musician, and, uh, Feel free to call in if you want to talk, uh, 760-542-4345, and press 1 to get into the call queue. I want to read um, some poems by Kabir. This particular version um, was translated by Robert Bly. It's called The Aesthetic. Poems of Kabir. Kabir is spelled K-A-B-I-R. He's one of the great mystical poets of all time. He's like Rumi, uh, Tagore, Ravindranath Tagore. He's more modern. But Kabir lived, um, let's see, a long time ago. He he was uh, was in India... Um, he was uh, 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 born into a Hindu family and was adopted by a Muslim family. And he transcended. Uh, he didn't hang out with either group, and so therefore was. Um, uh, he's a total mystic and way beyond formal religion. And um, so, have a listen to some Kabir poems. I would definitely um, recommend anybody to read some Kabir. It's quite amazing. If you like Rumi, um, you'll like Kabir. Um, So here's one from a chapter called The Gardener is Coming. Oh, friend, I love you. Think this over carefully. If you are in love, then why are you asleep? For if you found him, give yourself to him, take him. Why do you lose track of him again and again? If you are about to fall into a heavy sleep anyway, why waste time smothering the bed and arranging the pillows? Kabir will tell you the truth. This is what love is like. Suppose you have to cut off your your head and give it to someone else. What difference would that make? <laughs> um, I laugh. When I hear that the fish is in the water, that the fish in the water is thirsty, you don't grasp the fact that what is most alive of all is inside your own house. And so you walk from one holy city to the next with a confused look. Kabir will tell you the truth. Go wherever you like, to Calcutta or Tibet. And if you can't find where your soul is hidden, for you, the world will never be real. I know the sound of the ecstatic flute, but I do not know whose flute it is. The lamp burns and has neither wick nor oil. The lily pad blossoms and is not attached to the bottom. When one flower opens, ordinary doesn't open. Ordinarily doesn't open. The moon's bird head is filled with nothing but thoughts of the moon. And when the next rain will come, is all that the rain bird thinks of. Who is it we spend our entire life loving? The buds are shouting, the gardener is coming. Today he picks the flowers, tomorrow us. My insides listen to listen to me, the great spirit. The teacher is near. Wake up, wake up. Run to his feet. He is standing close to your head right now. You have slept millions and millions of years. Why not wake up this morning? Turd of lions are unheard of, and so long columns of swans. Rubies do not come in heaps. The aesthetic walks along the road alone. 
Forests do not exist composed solely of sandalwood. Some oceans contain no pearls. A spiritual person is rare in this world. Why should we ever want to part? Just like the leaf of the water, rhubarb lives floating on the on the on the water. We live we live as the great one and the little one. As the owl opens his eyes at night to the moon, we live as the great one and the little one. This love goes back to the first humans. It cannot be annihilated. Here Kabir's idea as a river it gives itself unto the ocean. What is inside of me moves inside of you. The flute of the interior time is played whether we hear it or not. What we mean by love is the sound coming in. When love hits the furthest edges of excess, it reaches wisdom and the fragrance of that knowledge. It penetrates our thick bodies and goes through walls. Its network of notes is like the structure as if a million suns were arranged inside. This tune has truth in it. Where else have you heard a sound like this? It's a song about Krishna's roots. And, um, yeah, so a lot of the poems are very much like the mystical poems of Rumi. What has death and the sick body dances before what has no sick body and no death. The trumpeter says, I am you. The spiritual master arrives and bows down to the beginning student. Try to live to see this. Listen, friends, this body is his dulcimer. He draws the strings tight and out of it comes the music of the inner universe. As the strings break and the bridge fails, then the dulcimer dust goes back to dust. Kabir says, the Holy One is the one who can draw music from it. Again, uh, Kabir is spelled K-A-B-I-R. Kabir. To whom shall I go to learn about the one I love? Kabir says, when I am trying to find a hardwood forest, it seems wise to know what a tree is. If you want to find the Lord, please forgive, forget about abstract nouns. Please forget about abstract things. Um, what are you looking? Are you looking for me? I am in the seat next next to you. My shoulder is against yours. You are not finding me in stupas, nor in the Indian shrine rooms, or in synagogues or cathedrals, or in mosques or kirtans, or in leg winding around your neck, nor eating nothing but vegetables. When you really look for me, you will see me instantly. You will find me in the tiniest house of time. Kabir says, students, tell me what is God? He is the breath inside the breath. The small ruby, everybody, has fallen out on the road. Some think it is cast of us. Others think it is east of us. Others think it is west of us. Some say among the primitive earth rocks. Others say in deep waters. Kabir's instincts told him it was inside and what it was worth, and he wrapped it carefully in his heart cloth. I do know not what sort of God we have been talking about. The caller calls in a loud voice for the Holy One at dusk. Why, surely the Holy One is not death. He hears the delicate anklets that ring on the feet of an insect as it walks. 
go over and over your weird designs on your forehead, wear your hair matted long and ostentatiously, but deep inside you there's a loaded gun. How can you have God? Another Kabir poem. The Holy One disguises as an old person in a cheap hotel, goes out to ask for car fare. But I never seem to catch sight of him. If I did, what would I ask him for? He has already experienced what is missing in my life. Kabir says, I behold this old person. Now let the events about to come, come. What comes out of the harp? Music. And there is dance. No hands and feet dance. No fingers play it. No ears hear it. Because only the Holy One is the ear and the one listening to. The great doors remain closed, but the spring fragrance comes inside anyway. No one sees what takes place there. Men and women have entered through both doors at once. Will understand this poem. The guest is inside you and also inside me. You know the spout is hidden inside the seed. The sprout is hidden inside the seed. We are all struggling. None of us have gone far. Let your arrogance go and look inside. The blue sky opens our further and further. The daily sense of failure goes away. The damage I have done to myself fades. And a million suns come forward with light when I sit firmly in that world. I hear bells ringing that no one has shaken. Inside love, there is more joy than we know of. Rain pours down, although the sky is clear of clouds. There is a whole river of light. The universe is shot through in all parts by a single source of love. How hard is it to feel that joy that is on the four that is in all our four bodies? Those who hope to be reasonable about it will fail. The arrogance of reason is separating us from that love. With the word reason, we are already miles away. How lucky Kabir is that surrounded by all this joy, he sings inside his own little boat. His poems amount to one soul meeting another. These songs are about forgetting, dying, and loss. They rise above both coming in and going out. So that's a little bit of Kabir. Um, This is from a book, Static Poems, translated by Robert Bly. Robert Bly is his own amazing poet, and uh, he's also translated some Romanian different Mystic Poets. So, that's it for tonight. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Hope you get through this crazy weather we're having. And uh, enjoy, you know, winter is a time to go inside. And uh, there's... There's a natural tendency to introvert, and um, you know, summer is a time of extroversion, and in the depths of winter, everything is stripped bare, and we're asked to look at the deeper fundamental structures of our life. So um, I'll be back next week, uh, ten o'clock on Monday night. Take care. This is a kirtan. Or on My website again is www.org.
Juana. 